Breaking news, The Designery can give you the kitchen of your dreams. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. Welcome to the WRAL Daily Download. I'm your host, Amanda Lamb. In today's deep dive conversation with WRAL state government reporter Will Doran, we're going to be talking about a federal lawsuit filed against the state by the American Civil Liberties Union. The basis of the lawsuit is that the ACLU believes the state's anti-rioting legislation is unconstitutional. Will, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So let's backtrack a little so everyone can kind of understand the context here and the background of how we got to this point. Can you explain the law to us and when and how did it pass? Yes. Well, if we're really backtracking, this all goes back to 2020 and the large Black Lives Matter protests that spread all over the country, all over the state. And this law is really a reaction to those. And it actually it, it passed once in 2021. And we can talk more about this later. Got vetoed by the governor and came back up again this year and is now law. So second time was the charm for this law. But it would increase drastically the penalties for rioting. Um, And it would also allow the police to arrest speakers at rallies who don't actually participate in rioting themselves. But if those rallies later become violent, the police could then actually charge those people with felonies who had spoken beforehand. So those two factors in combination have led to the ACLU saying this is in multiple ways a violation of the First Amendment, it's going to have, you know, a chilling effect on protesters making people too scared to, you know, go out in the street for even, you know, what they intend or assume is going to be a peaceful protest. You know, people have no intention of breaking windows. You know, they say this, that's actually the intent of this law is to scare people from taking to the streets so that we don't see mass outpourings, you know, for various causes like we saw in 2020. And so where a lot of things might have been misdemeanors in the past, they would be felonies, And they would also give the police more power to arrest people who in the past were not breaking the law. But under this law, they will be breaking the law. Right. Uh, You know, obviously right now it's not illegal to stand up and give a speech. Uh, But under this law, it now actually could be. And, you know, no one's actually been charged with this yet. It's only been law for a few weeks at this point. So we're still very early on. Uh, it's, It's pretty untested. But... Uh, you know, th- there's that concern that, you know, someone could be criminalized just for the words that come out of their mouth. And the governor did not veto this because he knew he didn't have the numbers in terms of the political balance of our General Assembly. Correct. Like I said, he vetoed this before in 2021. Um, many of the legislature's Democratic members, especially the black members, say, you know, this is clearly just aimed only at Black Lives Matter protests. The Republican supporters have said, no, it, you know, this applies to all riots. It doesn't matter what your political persuasion are. You know, if, if you riot, you, you know, smash windows, set buildings on fire, things like that that we've seen in the past, you know, 
attack the Capitol, uh, you know, you should face consequences for that. Um, but Democrats fear that, you know, it will be applied a little more extremely towards more liberal-leaning protesters. And so Cooper vetoed it originally, but then the 2022 elections happened. Republicans picked up more seats, got... uh, Actually, they now have a veto-proof majority in the legislature after one Democrat switched sides, uh, which is maybe a topic for a different podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so... Plus, if there were a handful, a small number of Democrats who voted for this bill this year. So Cooper, you know, kind of, you know, he saw that it was you know, a done deal and didn't really have the opportunity to veto it. He could have, but, you know, probably would have lost that battle. And this really sounds like it's falling down party lines pretty clearly. Yes. So we will be back after the break with more from WRL's Will Doran about what is likely to happen next with this lawsuit. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the WREL Daily Download. I'm talking with WREL's Will Doran about a lawsuit filed by the ACLU against the state regarding our new anti-rioting law. So let's look back. You you were talking in the first half about some of these protests in 2020. What would this law look like if it were applied to things that have already happened in the past? What could have happened or what could happen in the future? Yes, it's obviously impossible to predict the future, but like I said, you know, a big part and probably the most controversial part of this law is the fact that speakers can be arrested. Um, And so, you know, you could have seen, uh, you know, for instance, back again, you know, hearkening back to the George Floyd protests in 2020 uh, that were in late May, early June, um, you know, when here in downtown Raleigh, we did have some looting, some vandalism, fires. I, I was out there covering it. I got tear gassed myself. Uh, you know, I, it, it was, you know. A, it was pretty a, intense. I was there as well. Yeah. yeah. I was there that <laughs> Sunday night. And yeah, it was pretty intense. It, it was a dicey scene. And, you know, so this would allow not only for some of the people who actually did end up being arrested for that rioting and looting, you know, that they would People now that were face creating some uh, some violent acts that were exactly. committing some violent acts. Exactly, okay. the, those folks who got arrested would, under this law, now actually face even harsher penalties than they did okay. in the past. But also, it would have allowed police to, if they wanted, go back and arrest people who had spoken hours earlier. You know, I mean, when when all of the more violent acts were happening, this was you know around midnight uh, on those nights. It was late at night, um, but you know they could have gone back and you know. W- before any violence started, when someone was talking and just, you know, maybe in the middle of the afternoon to a, a peaceful crowd, they could have said, well, some members of that crowd later went and rioted and we think that your speech incited that incited that riot. I mean, it seems like, and I'm sure this is what the ACLU lawsuit is about, that that is, you know, infringing on people's First Amendment rights to yes. freedom of speech. And that's the concern here. Yes. And they say that, you know, similar laws have already been ruled unconstitutional in other states. And this is pretty clear cut First Amendment violation. I mean, we heard all the same things from 
Democratic lawmakers when this bill was being debated in the first place. They said this is obviously unconstitutional, obviously violates the First Amendment, but, uh, you know, that didn't hold any water. The law passed anyways. So, you know, I have to ask the question, was this expected? I mean, is this kind of what the ACLU does? Did everybody say, well, of course they're going to file a lawsuit? Yes. Um, the The question was always just a matter of when. And with it being so early, you know, there's no one who's actually been arrested using this law. No one had actually been charged with any of these new laws that this has created. So there is a question of, you know, like, okay, will you will you even be able to make it stick in court, you know, if you don't have anyone who can actually point to it and say, I've been harmed by this. Um, but what they say to kind of answer that uh, preemptively is they say, well, it's going to create this chilling effect where people might not get harmed by this law, but that's only because they're going to be too scared to go protest in the first place. And the First Amendment guarantees people the right to peaceably assemble and to protest. And they say if people are you know, too frightened to even attempt to do that because of you know, what the government's doing, then the government is de facto violating their rights. Even if they're not arresting them, if you know people are kind of stopped from, you know, even being so, confident preventing them from going out and exercising their First Amendment rights. So is there a precedent for this? I mean, you mentioned that some other states have passed or have tried to pass laws like this. Um, has the ACLU sued other states for simil similar legislation? Yeah, there have been lawsuits over things like this going back decades. And as I said, you know, similar things have been ruled unconstitutional in the past. You know, I, I don't know if uh, the ACLU will necessarily, you know, be successful in knocking down some of the increased penalties, you know, that that's kind of generally recognized as something the legislature can do. They can say, okay, this is, you know, this crime is this level of felony, this crime is this level of felony. Um, but, uh, you know, especially the, the part with the speakers. And then, you know, there's also the concern, too, of how exactly the police might use their power in the future. Um, and... Will they, you know, say, go and arrest people by the hundreds at, you know, there's a big protest, maybe a handful of people do something bad, break a window, throw some rocks, you know, do something illegal that they're not supposed to do. But then will you know, if only five or six people are doing that, will the police then swoop in and round up, you know, everyone, 400 people right. uh, who are on the scene? Uh, that's, you know, that's a question of how will this actually be applied in the future? And and that kind of um, situation can also lead to to more acts of violence because people get very upset when hundreds of people are arrested. So this is kind of a, a cyclical thing that, you know, I guess we won't know how it's going to play out until we have some kind of a protest. Um, what are what are the next steps here? What happens with this lawsuit next? Uh, well, next, the legislature gets its chance to respond. Um, so I was down at the legislature uh, earlier this week. I uh, tried to talk to a couple Republican officials about this. Everyone was being pretty tight-lipped so far, which makes sense. You know, they're still waiting on their lawyers to tell them, okay, you know, here's what our response is going to be. So, you know, we haven't really heard too much from them, but there will be something. And, uh, you know, then it'll be up to a judge uh, to decide whether or not they want to put this law on hold and stop it from actually being used while this lawsuit kind of winds its way through the court system, which could be years or or not. You know, it, the law could still remain in effect even while the lawsuit's going on. So that's going to be, you know, the, the first issue for a judge to figure out. 
And it kind of occurs to me, I know we did an earlier show when this was going through the legislative process, that this is really kind of a, a visceral and emotional issue. Because if you ask most people, they're going to say, no, nobody should break windows or destroy property during any kind of an event, protest. Um, but when you start to get into these nuances of, of freedom of speech and people who are just there but not participating in some of these other acts, seeing very serious charges on their record, it, it, it gets very emotional for people. It does. And actually, the lead sponsor of the bill that eventually became this law is the Speaker of the House here in North Carolina, Tim Moore. So obviously, you know, very powerful support there. Um, and he has a condo here in downtown Raleigh and talked about how, you know, while this was happening while you and I were out on the street getting tear gassed, he was, you know, standing up on his balcony and watching this all play out, you know, from his scene over downtown and, you know, how it just really bothered him. And he said, you know, look, I get that protests aren't always pretty. People might say impolite things. People might get kind of rowdy. And that's fine. That is all First Amendment protected behavior. But when it crosses the line and turns into looting, turns into vandalism, that's something that, you know, we can't stand for as a civilized society and need to really crack down on. So that that was his explanation for this, that by amping up these penalties, by expanding the rules and allowing police to, you know, arrest people for more types of protest activities, that it's going to cut down on that sort of illegal activity and encourage people to, to remain uh, if not civil, at least nonviolent. And maybe prevent it. And then, of course, the flip side is that people who are not doing anything that most of us would consider illegal, like making a speech, um, would then be arrested. So a lot of, lot of concerns here uh, on both sides. And I know you're going to continue to follow this. So thank you, Will, for breaking it down for us. And thank you for listening to the WREL Daily Download and making us part of your morning routine. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us on Apple Podcasts or on whatever podcast app you use. Another great way to get WREL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email waiting in your inbox every morning with triangle news events and headlines to get you ready for the day. Sign up at WREL.com backslash newsletter. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.